it's not just sports it's not just music it's not just like i i mean it's even past like christian news or whatever because a lot of people are ashamed by this but the whole breakup of ben and juliana zobrist is just it is complete dramatics and it is just it's it's absolutely insane and it's um the frustrating part where i told you um off air i'm like i i wanted to research like an update like i wanted to get like some sort of news like there has to be something i was researching this a week before the news broke okay like that's that's the frustrating part i know talking about i mean listen for for any of our listeners out there that like are ever thinking about doing our own podcast or like what do we do from like week to week to make this freaking show there is at least three to four subjects every single week when and we usually record on mondays here we usually drop on tuesdays or wednesdays or thursdays today is june 28th monday 21 it is monday currently in the process of everything uh our locals, the Tampa Bay Lightning, are facing the Montreal Canadiens in the Stanley Cup. We're going to touch that in a minute, but, you know, I just wanted to announce that part. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're cool. So, I mean, just, just like that, basically, there's obviously the world The world never stops spinning. So mm-hmm. there are at least three to four stories every single three to four stories, topics, whatever, that come into con- come into the light on a Tuesday or a Wednesday that we're like, well, damn it, we already have a whole show recorded. But... Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. Maybe we'll have to start dropping two shows a week. Nah. I know. I'm I kidding. mean, we we had we had a lot of positive reception after doing it last week, so we'll have to um, see. Anyway, it it was double the streaming, dude. This this article, I've, as we've been talking, I've just been kind of just like scanning, skimming it, and rolling through it. This is some dark shit, bro. <laughs> this is like really dark. It's it's the kind of material that makes like terrible rom coms. Okay. Oh, like, most definitely. It, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those concepts. And the worst part is, you and I have been um, Ben Zobrist fans throughout his career. And, I have, I have and, been a Ben Zobrist fan for over 10 years, legitimately. Right. Legitimately. I can't say how much that carried over when, you know, the Cubbies got him, but it, it doesn't matter. It's just even the first year he was on the Cubs, um, he he was at the peak performance. Like I don't know too many people that went back to back World Series, one in the American League, the other in the National League, also delivering um, a title to, you know, a team that hasn't won in 108 years. You also are the fucking MVP of the World Series yeah. for the Chicago Cubs. I mean, th- th- those years are prime, like, those are Zarilla years. Like, that is when Ben Zobris was literally one of that, the hottest top five baseball players in the entire league. And that like, was his peak. That was his fucking was. peak. Most definitely was. And then um, the other thing was um, we we both saw him start. Um, as a matter of fact, you were, like, in your last years of Florida when he finally got called up. Mm-hmm. when his career started in tampa yep and even everything with his career it's just you you thought he was the model role model of what a 
dude in America should be, especially if he keeps his faith with a beautiful woman by his side. Yep. And then you learn everything is a fucking lie. Mm-hmm. It is. It is fucking. I mean, don't get me wrong. All right. Baseball players are some of the most immature people on the goddamn planet. Um, they just they, they like to party with, like any other athlete who likes to shut up, set up shop in every city. You know, guys who find girlfriends or wives in every town, like set them up like franchises, whatever. OK, mm-hmm. it's the guys who believe like the rules don't apply to them. But you didn't think anything different of this couple. Why? Because they had the religious structure in their household. Like that's how that's how dedicated they were. And that's as much as a stereotype of any in the United States. And it's whatever, you know, the the fallback part is even how he was as a supportive husband with everything in her career. It's just, it's so sad how everything unraveled. I mean, when news first broke, his last year um playing baseball in 2019 um my my entire mindset was there had to be an affair there is some affair going on i don't know if it's her and i don't know if it's him that there there had to have been something okay nostradamus <laughs> what <laughs> like what that is such a random thought to be like yeah i know it for a fact bro okay Cards on the table. Um, Juliana Zobrist is, you know, a little hot. <laughs> she she's not bad looking. She is not bad looking at all. Let's put it that way. But that's the good effect when you're a horrible singer. <laughs> Very true. I mean, you have to have some fucking. Oh, she's, a, she's a singer, is she? Yeah. Oh, ble- oh, bless her heart. You have to have some fucking humility to have your wife's shitty music as your walk-up music to the batter's box, dude. <laughs> Man. How, more support- how much more supportive can you be? Here's, here's the kicker that absolutely fucking slays me, okay? Like, th- this, this part just absolutely gives me a fucking brain aneurysm, all right? If you go to Juliana Zobrist's Wikipedia page and just look at genres, you know, on this small box that normally gives the highlights, okay? It says Christian pop, Christian EDM. Oh, God. Is that even a thing? I'm serious. I could click it right now. And it says Christian electronic dance music. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking acronym just makes it sound like another, you know, branch of uh, BDSM where it's CEDM. I'm like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> and then my favorite concept, it musical styles closely mirrors non-Christian EDM. However, the CEDM culture's lack of drug use and emphasis on positive lyrics often focus on Christianity-based principles, distinguish it from non-religious counterparts. I cannot believe you just read that on a hot mic right now. 
what is 2021 right now? Like, what oh. is... What, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Listen, I feel bad for Ben Zobris. Like, literally, probably one of the top 10 ni- nicest all-time athletes, like, ever. Yeah. And like, just got absolutely just scorched earth by his wife. Good for him, Good for him for filing for divorce. So the, the part I can't believe is this guy's just a real scumbag, too. You sleep with the guy's wife, and then you steal money from his charitable foundation, too, which you sit on the board of? That's just fucked. Millions of dollars. That's just, that. that's... Millions of dollars. You can almost excuse banging the guy's wife, but, like, geez, man. So, like, obviously, the reason why this story is hot, like, even outside of baseball, it's, you know, Ben, Ben was a hired gun of the MLB. He was all over. Starts in Tampa, goes to Oakland, um, gets traded to Kansas City, and then ends his career in Chicago. Um, all of those major towns had this fucking juicy story. Um, the, the fucking thing that's just absolutely mind blowing. This is all over the fact that his wife caught him watching porn. (laughs) When when we talked about this last week and you told me that I didn't literally did not believe you. (laughs) And then my red said, said articles that cited the issue. I'm like, it's just the the dominoes that fell. Yeah. Just after just getting well, that, caught. That, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, 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 your wife literally went complete 1,000 Fahrenheit degree scorched earth on your ass when she makes you go to wedding counseling because she caught you watching porn and then cheats on you with not only your pastor but your wedding co- your marriage counselor also. That is so fucked. <laughs> that is so bad. Like. Oh man. Well, you know what? I hope Ben Zobris can get on the other side of this. I don't want to see him running around with some twenty-three-year-old, you know, grad student, just having a good old time. I'm just I'm I'm waiting for the next festival where I actually see Juliana Zobrist on the fucking lineup, and it's just like shit. She's she's made it. She's going to uh, rip the bandaid off and drop the whole Christian gimmick. I'm just waiting. You think so? You think like you think after the divorce is finalized, like, she's. Are like, you kidding me? Everybody knows up. the story. Everybody knows the story. Like so, like what do you when you said she rips the band aids off? Like what do you mean? Like she starts making like regular EDM music, or like you're saying like straight to OnlyFans? Like what are we? What are we doing? No, no, no. no. She's just gonna be like almost like full Miley Cyrus, you know? <laughs> Where it's just wow. like she, you just realize like yeah, I'm an adult, and you know also. Uh, don't be surprised when I start doing drugs and making out with women. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. That's harsh. Well, that's a hell of a Fuck it. We're all going to hell. Christian EDM. <laughs> that is a hell of a start to the show. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Estabro TV podcast. My name is Maddie, <laughs> and we're some cynical motherfuckers, aren't we, TV? <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in and listening to episode 30. Triple X, baby. Triple X, baby. We're Rest here. Rest in peace, DMX. We're here, episode 30 of the SRO TV podcast. I feel like we had to, we actually had to open with that story, because if... 
this is episode 30 and you know triple x not only a, another horrible franchise starring Vin diesel but you know also stands for what porn would be on the internet it only makes sense to have some dirty laundry air at the beginning of the show don't you think my man that's a good way to look at it i can't i can't disagree <laughs> we could we could find some filthier shit uh you, you've I, had I mean, so many other like uh stories that we wanted to talk to and i'm like I'm, i want to it just it distracts us from the main thing we want to talk about listen if we told most of the stories we we wanted to tell on this show we would have not made it to episode 30 i don't think so i, I, know, I know so i know for a fact we would not um we would have to have a bigger following and shit like that to start doing whatever the hell we want. We just have to keep a better head on our shoulders. We still want listeners. And, and good lawyers. <laughs> yeah. That fucking too. And very good lawyers. Um oh. All right. So let's let's get, let's jump into the the juice of it all. So we mentioned at the beginning of uh the recording that um the Stanley Cup is here. We are we are at the showdown for um, the trophy in hockey that everybody looks forward to. God, it's just this is this is what I find extremely frustrating about um, this reset. I guess TV when trying to get back to the normal schedule on when seasons are being held. You know, I mean, I know the finals are going to follow suit too for the NBA. We're getting mad close to that. Um, but it's just, I, I really want the regular schedules back to normal. You know what I'm saying? Because going into a July 4th Stanley Cup is going to be weird. I mean, don't get me wrong. If the Bolts win said Stanley Cup, it's going to be a fucking crazy party here. Again. So, there's that. Bolts up 1-0. Yes! Yes! Good for them, dude. Absolutely I'm wonderful. I'm putting um, this game on while we're recording the show, and I'll give a damn what you say about it. I, listen, the last time we talked about it, you know, we talked um, when you <laughs> updated with scores the entire episode. That was the slaughter that they had on New York, um, eight nothing. By the way, um, it's really interesting about how the Bolts are here to not try to repeat, um, but you know now they're doing it again after being in quarantine last year and you know the fact that they're doing it with all this energy behind them is actually really special the first time a tampa team could you know have a quote-unquote dynasty for the first time in their sports history literally um which is more than impressive sorry tampa tom you're gonna have to be put on i mean no it but listen it's true like both of the rays world series runs and both of the Buccaneers Super Bowls were not teams that were historically good the season before or the season after they won those championships. They were just really good teams those seasons. The There's Lightning have been one of the best politics. teams in the NHL for years now. There's more politics behind the bullshit of the Bolts' first title. Um, so that's the fucked up part. Um, yeah, but but I'm not even talking about the first time the, tam- the yeah. time I brought home Cersei. Yeah. I'm talking about now. Like, the last three years, the Tampa Bay Lightning have been one of the best teams in the NHL, period. And, well, no, they've they've been here since their presence in 2015 when they yes. first squared off against the Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup. 
It yeah. fought in a lot of dramatic playoffs after that, not, you know, getting back. But when they finally did last year, they just, they were there to win it. I mean, they were expected to be all-time favorites when they set the point record um, two seasons ago, but they got yeah. swept. But mm-hmm. they came back with vengeance and, you know, literally did the um, whole bad guy arc in their yes, redemption arc. We haven't mentioned redemption arcs in a while, but this that's game, what it was. This game, is, <laughs> this game is so physical already. It's insane. Yeah? It's so physical. It's insane. Already. It's insane. We got to talk about the opposition. Um, for those who are not well-versed in hockey, the Montreal Canadiens is considered the cream of the crop. Um, the Yankees of hockey, if you will. Um, this is their first time back in the final since, um, I want to say the 90s. What I have here is 29 years. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fun. Actually, I have 28 because it was 93. 93, Yeah, that's correct. So, um, power play for Canadians. Never thought we would have seen them back. So, late you know especially when you uh hold yourself as a um legendary team like this they've won the most stanley cups which is why they're compared to the yankees with a total of uh 24 so um it's very odd i think i made some talks uh in the beginning of this podcast where we were saying that uh when hockey was first starting that you could possibly see the canadians come back so um you're dead yeah we talked this this teams that used to be dynasties that wanted to come that that should come back and start you know becoming great again your pick was i believe the canadians because they they literally were you know the boston celtics you know new york knicks of hockey for many years but it's been a long 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 time since they were yeah a long while so um it's interesting. is towards the Lightning to uh, take this series. Vegas actually picked them. Uh, TV, what are you? Uh, what are you thinking that is going to come up with this series? Well, I mean, of course, Vegas picked them. Like they should be the favorites. Like the way they played in the first two rounds was fantastic. They had like an all-time great series with the Islanders. Holy sh! The dramatics. If People always talk about the dramatics in basketball, and I don't understand how you can't watch hockey and feel the exact same way, if not even more dramatic, because the game is so much more physical. Playoff hockey gives me better dramatics than me watching basketball. I, I cannot argue with that at all. It gives me goosebumps, bro. This shit is crazy. And the Islanders series, I mean, you, you think after we after we beat the Islanders in games in game five, eight to zero, you think it's over. Nope. Islanders come back and beat us, force a game seven. So I don't, you know, and listen, the Canadians also won a set, a tough seven-game series as well to get here. And, you know, while it has been a good year for them, and it's very interesting, when you, especially if you talked about the history of the Canadians and how successful their franchise has been, where the Lightning's franchise has been mildly successful. You know, it's in recent years that they've become one of the most prominent names in the NHL. So it's kind of interesting. You have almost a kind of, old meets new past meets future kind of scenario but the way i see it is i see the lightning winning in six but if the canadians would push it to game seven it would not surprise me i think the canadians definitely at least get one if not both at home 
And yeah, man, we'll see. We will see. That's the exact games that I have in my notes. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Islanders are one of the best defensive teams in the NHL, and the Lightning were able to score eight points on them in one game, and were able to score on them repeatedly. And listen, the Islanders are tough. There's no doubt about it. You know, so I think if we, as long as we can not get too many power plays, right? Because the Canadians do take advantage of the power play, we're good. Just play our planet, play our brand of hockey, play fast, and score a lot of points. That's what we've been doing, and just keep the thunder clapping. The highlights of these two uh, teams um, is basically the battle of the goalies of being yeah. the best two goalies in the league mm-hmm. and um price has been um one of those top tier goalies and he's finally got the goal support that is you know behind him if that starts rolling that might be a problem for a lightning without um a major nikita kucherov yeah this is true so um we might see a very well balanced series. Is there a status update on Kuch or no? Um, he remained day to day. Uh, he didn't join. I don't think he was joining the morning skate this morning. So, um, I think he missed this game. Yeah, no, I don't. See I him. did. I didn't see him suit up. I don't see him playing right now. So, yeah, I him. If listen, Bolts take game one without him. It, um, it looks it, real good for us. Yeah. It looks really good for them. I mean, last year, the Bolts were without Stamkos. Yeah. And uh, through the majority of the playoffs, he got in one game, scores one goal, and then just cools it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. If they're without their best scorer on their team, and they still win it, that also says a lot. Nikita Kucherov is not human. Oh, wait. Psyche is playing. He is playing. He did sit up. playing. Yep. That's fantastic. I was incorrect. Yep, there he is. Well, and he's playing unlimited minutes. You, you wouldn't miss it if, you know, you were in it. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, he just took a crazy shot at the goal. That's when I said, I'm like, oh, wait a second, hold on. I know that crazy. Yeah, lucky <laughs> went off. It went off. It went off the defenseman's skate. Hey, listen, if, like you said, if Kudrov's healthy, I mean, he just got freaking the shit smacked out of him, too. Listen, if he can stay healthy, like you said, we're good. All we got to do is just keep pressure on price and just keep sh- keep our shots up take advantage of our power plays like we have right now yeah okay there we go that is that's a good call for roughing all right so yeah listen i think the lightning repeat like i said lightning in six i get the you, canadians a lot of respect you know but you getting passionate oh listen man <laughs> you, you bring it out during the cup don't you plant playoff hockey i'm all about it let's do that hockey let's do that hockey bro Playoff hockey is where it's at. Listen, I know, like, it might not be a popular opinion, but listen, I watch a lot of sports <clears throat> throughout the summer, golf, baseball, and I don't dislike hockey, but hockey is the one sport that I have found more recently in years. It's not really a sport I watched growing up, mm-hmm. but I do appreciate it, and I do like it a lot, and when the Lightning are playing well, I'm all here for it. <clears throat> well. Thunderstruck! Yeah. Um, tell me, tell me more about your other favorite Tampa team. Hey, boy, you know, man, summertime with the Tampa Bay race, sometimes it's a good and uh, sometimes it's a shit. You know, yeah. and uh, June was kind of like that. June, sometimes it was a good and sometimes it was a really a shit. 
Why are you talking like an Italian man? Do you know why I'm talking like this? Is it, is it the shit on the Yankees more? What? Is it the shit on the Yankees more? I gotta tell you, I went on a, a date with Hello Nurse, and we were having like a very deep, in-depth conversation. And I asked her, you know, listen, I've been meaning to ask you this for a long time. I really like need to get this off my chest and ask you this very serious question. Why do the Yankees suck so badly? <laughs> like, why can they just not hit the broad side of a barn right now? I'm just trying to understand <laughs> why they have a bunch of third graders pitching. I just don't. Why, I just don't get it. Why can't they win a game against the Red Sox? Why can't they win a game against the Red Sox? Why can't they win a game against the Rays? <laughs> and then I promptly did not get laid that night. But listen, you know what? It's all when you got to do what you got to do sometimes. You know. Um. Yeah, but we don't even have to dunk on the the Yanks. I mean, they are just horrid. Don't kick them when they're down. Absolutely horrible. What I don't understand is that I was I was looking at like you know numbers of uh, predictions. They still have a fifty-two or three percentile of making the playoffs. Well, yeah, they're the Yankees. I, no, it doesn't make any sense with this like current trajectory. They should not be that high like at all can i ask you those predictions did you see them on espn no sir Mm, really interesting no sir (laughs) what you think i'm gonna rely on espn for my baseball research are you crazy Uh, i would hope not (laughs) i would hope not so the rays did have somewhat of a setback still in first place uh Oh, we're not in first place anymore. Fuck. Losing by uh, today. Because we lost today. God. No, yesterday. Oh, the Red Sox won again. Yeah. Well, the Red Red Sox swept the Yankees uh, for the second time this season playing. Um, And the Rays didn't sweep the Angels. So the Sox are only up by a half game. Um, the, The Rays did beat the red Sox in a best two out of three series um last week um another cool part about that is that during that series the rays promoted their number one prospect and the number one um player on the 100 pipeline wander franco and he hit a home run and for his first hit during that series which was also very fucking cool hit a home run he put that ball in a fucking orbit yep Jeez. Jeez. I mean, listen. She. Anyway, listen. We are still competing. We've got statistically, we did have a little bit of a seven-game skid mm-hmm. in June. However, I still think we're posed. We're looking good. Like you said, calling the farm system in Tampa. I had this conversation. Over the weekend, it's like people don't understand that like it is very frustrating being a Tampa Bay Rays fan because you are consistently one of the best teams in the league and you spend no money on any big name players. You're just nope. growing these sons of bitches everywhere. No, nope. you're, just, you're just growing them. And yet the the fact that nobody has picked up on like the same way of uh, farming players like this is just absolutely asinine absolutely crazy i'm glad no one else is doing it the way we're doing it so i don't want them to do it that way but it's just i just i want the race to be sold so badly so badly 
I think they're going to make the playoffs. Listen, when you're sitting, you know, who the Rays? Yeah, forty-seven oh, and thirty-two. Of course they're going to they're make the playoffs. Um, yet you're you're very close to um San Francisco, who won fifty games, and I mean, like you know, as of right now, you're 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 making it to the playoffs based on your current record. Okay, like if you look at the second half of you know the season um because the all-star break is coming up um that their schedule is probably just as balanced uh just as balanced as you know the difficulty in the you know the beginning it's just more the divisional opponents i mean you know as far it's, as july goes it's you, the red only... <laughs> well the i mean if the I mean, socks I'm just, I'm, fall I'm, apart I'm... then you know they fall apart but like when when you look at July, you know your only hard opponent are the Braves, and you know your divisional opponents with uh, the um, the Yankees and Red Sox. But those games are at home, and you go to um, Atlanta for those games. Um, you go to Cleveland for a four game stretch, but Cleveland is uh, battered and bruised right now. You could definitely take advantage of that series. Baltimore um, can't hang, uh, unfortunately. So, I mean, like, all you have to do is have another strong month in July, and you you need to make some sort of move um, to be a contender. Yeah, exactly. You you should make a a trade. Um, Hypothetical, you know. I mean, the first first two weeks of July, you play Toronto six times. Like, that, that should be easily five wins. Easily, easily, right there. You play Washington twice in the next two days to finish June out, and then, like you said, the three games, the three game stand at Cleveland before you go back to Toronto. So, what are you saying? Hypothetically, what a trade? Hypothetically, come on, you, piss me off, could, please. <laughs> if you could put any player that um, could give this team an edge, uh, who would you want on this roster? Shohei Otani. <laughs> D- did I say that fast enough? So I should I, I say to... it again. Did you yes. hear me? Yes. Um, I love how he fucking hit the same type of monster home run tonight against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. When um, he hit the same bomb when I went to go see him on Friday. I don't know if you saw it, but the first game against the Rays. Third pitch, first inning, leadoff home run, and he hits it into the catwalk. That that ball was, you know, right above me. And if if we weren't in a, you know, dome, that was going into like a four hundred level seat. All right. Oh yeah, easily. Jesus. I... He's not real. On on a release realistic note of somebody that you would probably get. Um, that there was this one rumor that I read that I just said this is preposterous. This will never happen. It was the craziest wild take I've ever seen. But you know, I I will humor it for the sake of you know, um, how much we love the game. Somebody thought that the Rays would be in one of the best places to package a deal to get Max Scherzer to be part of their rotation 
for uh, the remainder of the season. Here's why. And, you know, this is the only crazy aspect. All right. For starters, he's a free agent. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, this, this, no, 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 no. Please say that again, because I don't think the viewing, the listening audience at home heard you correctly. Please say why, that again. Why was your reaction so delayed? What? <laughs> so why was your reaction so delayed? Because I, did, I didn't believe what you're saying to me right now. It's preposterous. Again, this was based on somebody else's take. Okay. Right? And and these were all valid points. And I really think it, it makes sense. The problem is, the, the kicker, is that Rays don't pay their players all that well. And taking on a Scherzer contract to eat isn't necessarily screaming that um, this trade will happen. However, hear me out. Scherzer is in his last year of right. his contract. All right. If any trade would happen, I think Washington would afford to eat some of that money just to make it like discounted for the Rays. All right. Uh, the Rays have still have one of the best farm systems in the entire majors. All right. And the Nats have a very shitty farm system right now. So they could actually afford some of the pieces from the Rays to uh, go to uh, Washington in in a deal. So for something that the Rays could use as a rental just to get them through the playoffs, it, it would it would work. It would absolutely work. So the only problem is that Scherzer has to stay healthy and, um, you know, he can't have any hiccups especially being traded. He's not the dominant Scherzer we've normally seen, but, you know, he's he's getting a little up there. It's not like he's cream of the crop as much as he used to be, it's but still he's Max. still a dominant it's pitcher. Still Max Scherzer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, all hypothetical, all, you know, with shits and giggles. It's just, if it's anything with an all-star, they should get some more all-stars. Just to get them over that little hump, and um, you know, a possible chance of joining this whole Champa Bay or Tidal Bay, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, I like Tampa Bay. I like Tidal Bay. Champa Bay sounds fucking cringy. Oh, you humor me. You you love me so much. Tidal Bay. <laughs> you from the Bay, baby? Um, another thing that I want you to humor me with is that um. What Ray would you like to see selected the All Star game? Randy. Randy. Um, I want Randy to participate in the um, home run derby. Uh, probably. I honestly, pro- it'd probably be either R- Randy or Glasnow. See, Glass can't go um, yeah, because of being him shut down. And, I know. You know. We spent three whole fucking episodes going on and on about the whole pitching shit. And insane. Yep. Um, Glass would have easily gone to this game had, you know, the craziness not uh, happened. Um, the unfortunate side is that I'm looking here at all of the finalists that people get to select. And... Um, there's not one major Rays player on any of these lists. Like, I, I don't know why Mike Trout's still there, but it's probably the fan favorite pick. But he's not even going to be uh, cleared to, you know, play for uh, an all-star team. 
Neither will Byron Buxton. Ugh, sometimes. Um, Austin Meadows is having a great year. And um, another one is Joey Wendell, uh, who's the great utility man, but he's best at third base. Um, unfortunately, third base is going to be taken by Raphael Devers. I mean, the, the names that I see in the number one slot on all of these uh, American League uh, finalists, I see them winning. Um, and I don't see them giving it up. But, uh, wow, Adolis Garcia is getting that number two vote. That's crazy. Absolutely insane. Joey Otani is going to be there. I'm really excited for the Home Run Derby. I, yeah. I got crushed learning that uh, Vlad Jr., uh, Fernando Tatis um, are not participating. As of right now, you have um, Shohei Otani, um, Trevor Story, who's going to represent for the hometown for Colorado. Um, Pete Alonso said he was going to defend his title because he didn't get to defend it in 2020. And um, someone from Baltimore. I know I want to say Trey Mancini, but I think it's Mullins instead. Um, what you got over there? Oh, did you flip on the volume of the hockey game? Yeah, I had. I, well, I was actually I, I was flipping through the baseball games. <laughs> um, <coughs> my bad. A pitcher for the Angels, Bundy, apparently literally threw up on the mound in the middle of a game. Dylan Bundy threw up on the mound. Dylan, Dylan Bundy threw up on the ground in the middle of the game, like just now. And That's Kevin what Durant, happens when you ban the substances. Kevin Durant was in the crowd and he's just laughing his ass off the whole time. <laughs> Oh, that's that's even more funny. Yeah, right. That's absolutely hilarious. Um, you just you can just hear Katie on the bench on the benches are in the crowd, just <laughs> just laughing his ass off. Um, I mean that's basically it. Like Joey Wendell was having a great year. Um, I, I would like to see Joey Wendell up there. Yeah. Um, Lau, I think will eventually get a you know, all-star bid sometime in his career. I don't think it's this year. But, yeah, I stand by the whole Randy Rosarena needs to be a selected member for uh, the MLB all-star game. I mean, listen, I do I want to see him in the home run derby? Yeah, of course I do. But I'm, de- like, I was, I'm dead serious about that. Like, I really do think Randy should be an all-star this year. He's played like an all-star this year. Like, he really has. He, it t- he had a, you know, a cold... He started slow. Um, he started very slowly. Yeah, he started very slow, but he's he started heating up very, very fast. So that that trade was absolutely worth it on both ends. No doubt about <laughs> it. No <laughs> doubt about it. Um, you're happy and I'm happy. Everybody's happy with that. So uh, before we move on to the next segment, I just mm-hmm. want to just game five of the NBA. Uh, uh, game, yeah, game five of the Western Conference Final just started with the Clippers down 3-1 against the Suns in Phoenix. Uh, Clippers up by three with Reggie, Reggie Jackson making a three. What do you think? Do you think the Clippers can come back and win this, or do you think it's over tonight? It's 3-1? It's 3-1. Right. Are they back in Phoenix? Phoenix? They're in Phoenix right now. And Kawhi's not playing? Kawhi's not playing. I have all my doubts in my mind. I have, I mean, 
the sad part is is that it it's if Kawhi hasn't played a single game, uh, we can assume that it is a more than major tear um, of any ligament, and it's it's hard to bury Jaime's uh, body finally because um, I think this will be the death of him. Um, poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. I mean, listen, it does suck. And, you know, it was funny. When they were interviewing Chris Paul mm-hmm. about this, he's like, I don't want to talk about three ones. I have n- I'm t- not done talking about three ones. Yeah. Um, that was the funny part. That was the funny part. But that being said, like, I mean, you know, it's just tough. The Clippers played so well to get here and to lose. And I'm not saying that the Phoenix Suns definitely would have lost if, they, if the Clippers had Kawhi, but it's – a seven-game series, without a doubt, if Kawhi's playing. I really thought that the Hawks were going to win the game last night. Um, so did I. They started that game really, really hot. It was like yeah. they, they at least had a 19-point lead at one point. Yeah, the beginning of the game, Trey Young could not miss. I think in the first like five, in the first like seven minutes of the game, they were up like fourteen to two. In the first, I like, turned it off. I'm like, this is over. Yeah, <laughs> in the first quarter. Yeah, they didn't even bother finishing it. I was surprised to see the final. Well, listen, I'm not telling you that Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton's a bad man, but Chris Middleton might be a bad man because <laughs> last night he was not the best. Giannis Antetokounmpo was not the best player on the Bucks team last night. Chris Middleton was, without a doubt. Giannis was good. Giannis was very good. I'm telling you, bro, when he plays big, I, if Giannis played the center all the time, I think Giannis could be the best center in the league. We don't have an East favorite yet, do we? I no, I, no, I think I think the Bucks are going to win this series. Really? Yeah, I do. So I think the Bucks are going to win this series. Or Bucks Suns. Bucks Bucks Suns. Yeah, it was funny. I actually saw something on like uh, on NBA Twitter today. Mm-hmm. It was basically saying like the story of this of this year's NBA Suns Bucks Finals because people are already calling it is uh, Anthony Davis's groins pulled, Kawhi Leonard tore his ACL, Jamal Murray tore his ACL, uh, Trey Young's ankle is hurt and yeah that's Trae it young hurt his ankle trey young tweaked his ankle last, last night, night. Okay. last night in the third quarter i think it was kind of weird but i mean and then he like really shot like shit for the rest of the night but i mean i don't really think even if trey young self i don't think the bucks i'm thinking the bucks lose to the hawks i mean maybe trey young was on fire in that first quarter bro he could not miss no he could not but we shall see. We shall see. Clippers up 13, 14 to 3 in the first quarter already. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll they're see. not dead. <laughs> I mean, listen, they could definitely win this game. They're not the, – the. I don't see the Clippers winning this series. I don't see it. I think the Suns are too good. Oh, my God, DeAndre Aiden. That is so mean. Moving um, on. Moving on. Um. So the crazy thing that, you know – we like to see in our adult lives is uh, little things celebrate their anniversary. It's even more impressive where we see it with video games, right? Also pretty much acknowledge the fact that yes, you are old. All right. So one thing that popped up um, within this past week is that N64 was celebrating their 25th anniversary. Uh, when their uh, council was released 25 years ago. So um, 
one thing that we want to reflect on is talk about some of the cream of the crop um n64 you know top selling games and i know you want to definitely highlight a lot of these on that list you want to dive into it oh yeah i mean most definitely listen if you are a kid and who grew up in the 90s you had an n64 I can remember very vividly going to my except buddy's me. house. Except, except you. Me. Except you, because Matt's parents hate him. Um, I mean, I can I can vividly remember getting an N sixty four and getting my first Mario game that I owned. And I remember I played, you know, on a Super Nintendo, you know, original two D platforming, you know, Super Mario World and whatever. Playing Super Mario 64 was like, wow. Like it, it, it's one of those things where like you saw a 3D game for the first time and it actually blew your mind that you could actually create something like this. I wasn't as blown away with that until, you know, Zelda came along. See, I didn't think I wasn't, but I remember playing like 2D Sonic and 2D, you know, I mean, very young at like six, seven, five, six years old, mm-hmm. you know, and then getting... <clears throat> A super uh, getting a Nintendo sixty four when I was probably eight or nine, you know, like yeah. just absolutely blew my mind. And then yeah, Legend of Zelda, of course, super. I can remember going to my buddy's house, you know, after we all got N sixty fours. My butter, my 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 next door neighbor being the first of us to have Super Smash Brothers, and begging my mom to take me to GameStop to get Super Smash Brothers because I number needed. number five on the all time sales list. Yeah, super number one is Super Mario sixty four, obviously all time classic. Mario Kart 64 is number two, all-time classic. GoldenEye 007. GoldenEye 007 is literally probably one of the most influential games on me in my entire life. It's the reason why I play FPS games to this day. It's it's everybody's primary FPS introduction when you are a millennial. I mean, it was... Now, it was, now it's Fortnite for new kids. Can you believe yeah. that? Yeah, that's true. Fortnite's third person. It's not even, it's not even FPS. Nope. But yeah. And I know exactly what you mean. I mean, listen, GoldenEye, it did. It was groundbreaking stuff that many games, you know, even 10 years later, copied and used. And then number four, of course, Ze- Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. And then number five, Super Smash Brothers. I mean, the, the games on here, like, just going over the top 20 is, like, just I mean, a bunch of every Every kid I knew had all five of these games. Yeah, I had. I owned every all five kid. of those games. I owned, all, I owned all five of those games. No doubt about just- it. Absolutely. I, I, I probably owned, out of the top 10, I owned all of them probably, except for Donkey Kong 64. No, wait. Diddy Kong Racing I didn't have, but I had... You didn't have Diddy Kong Racing? I didn't have Diddy Kong Racing, but I had Banjo-Kazooie, I had Star Fox, I had Donkey Kong, Pokemon Stadium, Smash Brothers, Ocarina of Time. Um, let me, which other ones on here did I have? Star Wars Episode 1 Racer, boom, had it. Didn't have Majora's Mask, had Pokemon Snap. Wave Race 64, had it. Mario Party had it. Pokemon Stadium 2 had it. Oh man, Mario Tennis, that's a throwback. That was a huge throwback. 1080 Snowboarding, throwback. Uh, oh, wait, wait, this one. Hold on, this one. See, this one I think I started playing more on the GameCube, but I do remember playing on the N64 was the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Oh, really? Yeah, I played that more on the GameCube, though, for sure. I know that for a fact. Oh, really? Yeah. I love how uh, the WCW and WO uh, games were more popular on N64. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, WrestleMania 2000, I had, but I didn't, like, buy it because my mom wouldn't let me have it. So I, would like, I like, took it from my buddy. My buddy's, like, spoke to me on the down low. Get out of town. Yeah. Anita was not a fan of the pro wrestling. It's too violent. <laughs> Kirby 64, Crystal Shards, had it. Great game. That is actually one of the best Kirby games of all time. It's so good. It, yeah, this is so. It's just. It is crazy, yeah. man. It's like twenty five years since this thing came out. It's just. It's absolutely insane. Game went it's on. It's weird how it. Pokemon Stadium is listed here twice, but I think they're only estimating the Jap uh, Japanese sales, which is crazy. Twice. That's, that that's funny. That's very. Well, very Pokemon funny. Stadium one. Wait, Pokemon Stadium's on here twice. Or Pokemon Snap. Okay. Um. The same list, right? Mm-hmm. Num- number six is Stadium, right? Yeah. Number 44 is Pocket Monsters Stadium. I'm like, why is this listed twice? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, I'm like, and then I realized like, it's probably the Japanese release. Probably. And, and mind you, when we had Red, Blue, and Yellow drop, they were already on Stadium over there. Yeah. Like, well, well Japan, into it. Well, Japan gets everything from Nintendo first. For, no like, shit. For, uh, <laughs> no shit. I mean, back then, um, they would get you know their brand first, mind you. This this went up all the way in, uh, into before the 3ds. Like DS Japanese games dropped well before there than in America, but oh, yeah. now everything drops at the same time. Mm. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> um, yeah. The sad part is I didn't get my first N64 until I was like legit in high school and like it was already um well outdated. Like oh, yeah. well, like well well outdated. Oh but, yeah. Like the, by the time we were in was, high school for like prime PS2 Xbox days. No, it was uh 360 and 3 just Oh, came that's out. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and the Wii yeah, so was you were like a, you were like a junior in high school when you got your first N sixty four. Yeah, That's it was crazy. stupid. It was stupid, and it's just like you know what? I just feel like being a throwback fills. Um, and I played the games I did not play, which was <laughs> like Majora's Mask. Um, I didn't play campaign through Pokemon Stadium two, and it's not really a campaign. It's playing yeah. the gym leaders and all that shit. Yeah, but um, like that path storyline. Um, and then like sequels like Banjo Tooie and um different Mario parties, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I love N sixty four. I'm so happy I you know found my old one and resurrected so it. So here's my thing. So yeah. I think which I don't understand why sometimes Nintendo makes such big deals out of certain anniversaries and don't don't make any noise about sure. some of the other ones. Yeah, with the twenty fifth anniversary of their most groundbreaking system to date right by far right like don't get me like the switch is very cool the wii was very cool like all these ideas that nintendo has done over the years the 3ds everything's all very cool i mean the switch has outsold every single system on like of their shelf life really yes Mm. like the switch was fastest so far that's interesting yeah well i would still argue that without the n64 there is no switch so Point being, 25th yeah. anniversary of the N64. There's been, we have talked about it on this podcast several times. If you are a Nintendo fan and you're listening to this podcast, you know for a fact there has been debate for many years. So one of my favorite conversations to have, I suppose, with my, my younger stepbrother. He's 15. 
and he's a big, he loves his Switch, and now he wants to get all the old N64 games ported so he can enjoy them, because he loves platformers, he loves all that kind of stuff, and there is a, a, a serious lack of classic N64 games in the Twitch's online library. Which one of these games on the list do you think need to be on there if they're not on there already? So, if I'm being... <clears throat> if I'm being realistic, if, if anybody's curious for uh, this episode, we will post said list from Wikipedia because that's what we're literally looking at. All of these that are highlighted in, like, yellow should be part of the virtual player if they ever do that in the reveal. And it's pretty much because they were bundled with and uh, Nintendo 64s with, like, you know, special edition um, Nintendos. Yep. That includes Mario 64, I, yeah, GoldenEye, I'm... Stadium. And the thing is, like, here, here are the little things, right? You should have Stadium be accessible for Pokemon Home. Okay, you could load your Pokemon from Pokemon Bank from Red, Blue, and Yellow, and you could put them on, and you could figure out the system and how where you could get Pokemon from Pokemon Home for Pokemon Stadium and use rental Pokemon the same way that you did when you played Pokemon Stadium. Yep. Donkey Kong 64 is here. That again, we are in the 40th anniversary of Donkey Kong, and you know nothing was mentioned about Donkey Kong at E3, so. Um, Star Wars Pod Racer was a banger that everybody loved, mm-hmm. right? Mario Kart 64 is on here. Um, you need to have Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. I'm sorry. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't. You can't put Smash Bros. And I know that sounds sacrilegious, but you know, yeah. uh, with Super so hot, mm-hmm. the point of Super is to have everything from all Smash. Yeah. So that's one that could probably yeah. Yoshi we'll... story should go. Banjo Kazooie should get their fucking like uh freedom from rare just so that they could be re-released for uh, mm-hmm. Nintendo. Well, um, same reason same reason why you probably won't see Donkey Kong or Goldeneye either. Well, no, Nintendo I I think DK broke off from rare. And the reason why I make that justification is because when they did Donkey Kong uh, Country Tropic Freeze, and I want to double check while I'm talking about it, it it wasn't produced from Rare. I don't. Oh, think. okay. I didn't. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly it from right here. It, it was it was Nintendo. They they separated from Rare at some point. I don't know when. Retro Studios Inc. did uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. So, um, yeah, like Rare first having um, DK and then losing DK is probably one of their biggest cardinal sins as a company. Um, And then Diddy Kong Racing and Star Fox should also be part of that small uh, catalog. But Nintendo needs to make it happen. I've I've heard so many back and forth rumors where the next like drop for Nintendo's back catalog online is between 
Nintendo 64, but a lot of people argue that a lot of the games that were on 3DS were basically remade uh, from the 64 to that, right? And then the other one is that they're saying Game Boy Advance games are going to come to that. And I'm like, that's just skipping so many steps. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's absolutely wild. I, 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 listen, I agree completely, and I just think that these guys need, you need to give the fans what they want, not just what's going to make you the most money, Nintendo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just give people the, the games that they loved growing up on their switch or give them to them so they can show them show them to their kids and that's the biggest problem you you saw me post that one meme where it's just nintendo gets mad pissed when they're playing their game on steam or an emulator or you name it yeah it's just like if you gave the people the game they wouldn't have to do that they wouldn't have to go to a steam copy or to an emulator and do it they could just go on their switch and play the game themselves Nintendo sits in that, you know, advantage where you have the most nostalgia, feel-good member berries that everybody wants to play your games because they're classics. They're 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 literally, classics. Literally outside of a few PS1 and Xbox originals like you got and, and even then still there's no there, the amount that Nintendo has the nostalgia is just like their biggest it's their biggest draw really. Mhm. And the, and that's the thing, like you you have a switch, you can play the a lot of the original staples of these games of these franchises on there, mm-hmm. but they don't have like the best of these franchises. And that's, that's what the they need. Part. It is, yeah. Nintendo, free these games. They're not free them to sell the bag for it. That's the worst part. Clearly not. That's that's the absolute worst part. But it is. What can you do? Before we move on, can I just interject again real quick? I know I keep doing this, but Okay. Did you watch the game tonight this afternoon? Between France and Sweden? No. Oh my god. I I saw the highlights. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did you see the ending? Or hi, it's France and Switzerland, I'm sorry. Did you see the highlights? Yeah, I saw the highlights. Poor Mbappe. Yeah. So much pain. <laughs> so much pain. Yep. And now it, it, it just looks like Belgium is going to coast. Like there's e- there's no force stopping them. Portugal's uh, out. Um, France is out. Um Spain advanced today, but I don't think they have the defense to stop Belgium like well, at all. Clearly, my pick for who's going to win the Euros did not age well. So, uh, Viva la Italia. Forza Italia. Oh, yeah. Forza Italia. Yeah, nobody should sleep on Italy. Nobody should sleep they on Italy. really should not sleep on Italy. Definitely. Definitely not. That's just crazy. Two of the craziest games. I mean, God, the Spain-Croatia game this afternoon was also freaking nuts. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you you finally took my advice to eat before the show. I did. We both did. So we don't necessarily have the munchies, uh, quote unquote. Um, however, I I wanted to share a new concept of uh, food by discussing something called 
Where's the Beef? Where's the um, Beef? What, where I got inspiration from this sort of small uh, track. Sloppy Joe's commercial. Yeah, I wish it was Sloppy Joe's. Um, Sandwich. I've told you that I've been uh, I've been uh, working a side gig at a local joint in Tampa, right? Um, little did I know, uh, I found out just this past week that one of the chefs I'm working for is an actually executive celebrity chef that actually had a pretty legit following last decade. So the fact that he's the head of this restaurant is very interesting. So I just wanted to actually put a better focus on celebrity chefs um, for our normal food bit. And, you know, I, I want to talk about probably two of the most notorious chefs that rule the internet. And that's between Sir Gordon Ramsay and uh, the Lord of Flavortown, Guy Fieri. Um, no matter how you feel of these two uh, acclaimed gentlemen, they have a following. And you may hate their following. You may not like any of the shows that they uh, actually participate in. Um, even more so, there are more acclaimed chefs or different celebrity chefs that don't care for some of these celebrity chefs. Um, so in, in, the, in the battle of this, or we call Where's the Beef, who do you think is more well-liked and who do you think is more popular of the two TV? Who I think is more disliked? Or well liked. You know, you can actually separate those, and it doesn't matter how you answer them. It's all based on opinion. Yeah, I would say that probably the more well liked. <clears throat> See, I don't know because I feel like people like Gordon for a different reason, right? Like, I feel like people like Guy Fieri for kind of just his overall, obviously his his personality, and he's funny, and he, you know. And he makes kind of silly jokes, and he's a little bit corny at times, which is kind of part of his charm. Um, I think, though, I would say probably Gordon is probably the more well-known and probably has more fans, just because he's really known more as a chef, like, mm -hmm. for cooking food. You know, Fieri is a chef, obviously. <clears throat> you know, he went to cooking school. Um went to France to study food. I mean, he's, you know, he, he definitely is, a, you know, a restaurateur for, for sure. You know, went to UNLV for culinary. But, you know, Gordon Ramsay is a chef with several Michelin stars. You know what yeah. I mean? And is highly, highly respected for several reasons, as he should be. Right. Um. So, yeah. Who do I like more personally? I like Diner Drives and Diner Drives and Dives is like my thing. If like if you have the munchies and you look need some inspiration, go watch Diner Drives and Dives and try to mimic the stuff you see on the TV. You're gonna have a Hell great yeah. time. Great time. But personally, I like Gordon a lot more. Just me personally. Plus, I mean, yeah. I'm a I'm a sick twisted son of a bitch. So I love to I love to see him call people an idiot sandwich and whatnot. Um. I think where I slightly disagree is that I think Guy is more well-liked 
as Gordon is well known. Um, Guy has pretty much gone out of his way to do more things for people personally, like a more personal scale. And that does not, you know, condone anything that Gordon Ramsay has done. Okay. I mean, the whole part of Kitchen Nightmares is to making sure a business does not get, uh, does not go under. Uh, the majority of them have on the show, which is the whole gimmick to begin with. Um, but in that case, it's just Gordon Ramsay being a TV charity case, which is just as ridiculous as uh, Ty Pennington being on Extreme Home Makeover. Yeah, I mean, there are there are certain places where, where Gordon has, when, when he did Kitchen Nightmares, when he would go in and he would actually kind of help these places turn themselves around a little bit. But it's a similar situation with John Taffer and, and, and Bar Rescue. You know, you do you do a nice thing for people, but at the end of the day, shitty bar owners and shitty restaurant owners are just going to be shitty bar owners and shitty restaurant owners. There's no way around that. Right. But, I, I mean, I guess it would kind of depend. I feel like Gordon probably has more of, like, a following in, like, the restaurant worker community if that makes sense right like if you work in hospitality you probably watch hell's kitchen or kitchen nightmares or top Sh- or uh master chef, chef or something like that yeah but i feel like if you are like an, av- like an average like you know foodie or someone who just really likes food a lot or maybe like you have a food instagram or something like that you probably watch a lot of guy fieri which is listen fine you know my thing with my thing with him is i like diners drivers and dives but I also do like to see like some n- more complicated food than a burger and some sandwich. You know what I mean? Like when he goes to places that are like really different. Those yeah, those are my favorite episodes. When he goes to, like a really good like noodle bar or something like that. You know what I mean? When he steps outside of the box. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I know that Gordon is not as popular with other chefs and that's what i was starting in the whole case to begin with where there are more acclaimed chefs or different celebrity chefs that separate the concept of gordon being like a tv reality star and an actual chef and when you've been around this long in the game and you you know you have some clout or you know some complicated demons getting your long way you know there's a lot of people that you either a make friends with and then also burn those bridges and then you know there's other rivals that you have you know coming up I don't know if you ever watched that video that I sent you, but it's just like Gordon has quite the track record of a lot of chefs that he's pissed off. And it's just as many, you know, reality TV stars as, you know, him and Guy are popular. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, I, you know, if you've watched any in-depth interview with him, like he's obviously said on several occasions, like the way he portrays himself on Kitchen Nightmares and Hell's Kitchen is obviously like exaggerated for TV. Mm-hmm. right but that's not exactly how he isn't right right like it's not like gordon all of a sudden when he's not in front of a camera is just this really like kind of putsy guy that's very soft and quiet like he is still a missile star chef you know yeah so he's gonna have a little bit of edge to him like that's just kind of the way it is 
Yeah, and I understand Guy may never have a Michelin. You know, probably not. I I don't know if he'll ever dedicate himself to that work. But the way how he sets himself up as a brand, it's it's a little bit more, I guess, attractive. Yeah, you know, because yeah. he's made much himself... more like down to earth. Yeah, you know what he's I mean. Made himself very versatile. You know, mm-hmm. Gordon's smart as shit. Yeah, like I've seen him break down a lot of different dishes, like to the T, and it just amazes me how accurate he gets uh, a lot of the dish setups. So that's how that's how smart he is. Like I don't condone anything of Gordon. I I love both these chefs very much. They're absolutely fantastic. And yes, I live for the zany craziness of guy just as much as i love you know the threats and insults <laughs> from gordon ramsay and verbal verbal violence so oh but by please, the way who has provided yeah. more memes yes oh, it's, that's, it's that's gordon. What i wanted to get to it's gordon oh man it's gordon oh man it's gordon right I'm not saying you're wrong. I am not saying you're wrong. It's just... There's a good argument to be made for Guy, though. A very good argument. There's a huge argument. <laughs> it's huge. I'm not, hey, what's I'm up? Not, My name's Guy <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to say this as an ambassador of Flavortown, okay? It's just... Guy has made some pretty dank memes. <laughs> especially like everything around mocking flavor town it's it's he's a walking meme the way he does it that's, pro- that's the that's the problem is like gordon has very memeable moments but guy fieri is himself an actual meme he is a walking meme he's a walking meme he's a meme unto himself that's probably another reason why people hate him it's just like exactly <laughs> Like you can't, you cannot think this is a real person. So you just automatically must assume that Guy Fieri is just acting all the time. I remember Paula Dean memes were just everything, all things butter before you know they turned mad dark over the racist. <laughs> shit. It's so funny how the internet can have you and <laughs> painted in one light, and then one thing happens, and you—it's such a different light. And like, there's it. been just as many like negative things made on Gordon. You know, what one, one of. <laughs> One of the uh, episode arts that we have for it is one of my favorite like reactions of Gordon when he's like got a shocked look, and it's it's normally posted when something looks absolutely atrocious online when people brag about their photos. Uh, speaking of, I, I think this is where it wins because people have made memes of this. I've never seen Guy Fieri respond to Twitter about people like tweeting him about dishes, but Gordon has responded to people when they've made their food. <laughs> and it's just, it's open season for like ultimate roast sessions. The minute you ask, hey, Gordon, rate my whatever. And he'll just absolutely roast you on how horrible um, you think he made it. Or yeah. He think you made it. Listen, man, some people are into that shit. Some people really just want to get roasted. 
You know what I mean? It's like they know that he's going to absolutely eviscerate whatever it is that they make. But that's what they're looking for. I, mean, I don't know. We we started this show saying that there's some people who are into BDSM and you know, <laughs> Christian EDM music or whatever the hell they you know want to use acronyms for now. Man, you said it. It's 2021. Anything is possible. It's you're not wrong. No lies. You know, would you rather have a uh, Gordon Ramsay you know spit on you and call you a donkey? Uh, <laughs> Guy Fury dab you up and call you a gangster, which is which is more satisfying to you. Guy Fieri dab you up with his greasy chili dog hands, <laughs> and then lick his fingers after he's done. <laughs> and we're rolling out. <laughs> who, do you, who do you think will be the first of the two to like? do anything with cooking with cannabinoids guy <laughs> knew you were gonna say guy that's the ant that's the answer because <coughs> gordon's my- not gonna do it no one of my favorite videos though is gordon like baking like he's baking some sort of like uh pie against his mother and his mother just absolutely like destroys him in it and he's like fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> she's like testing it she goes Looks a tad bit overcooked. <laughs> it's so funny. Mad There's roasting. so much shade. It's like, oh, so that's where he gets it from. Now, absolute roastish. Oh my god, Max Devin Book. Max Devin Booker is about to just go nuts. I have a feeling. What's the score now? It's forty-four to thirty-nine. He's got thirteen already. Chris Paul is playing great. Chris Paul is just agitating the fuck out of him. It's hilarious. Yeah, they're yeah. not going anywhere though. I mean, their Clippers are playing really good. It's just as long as that series gets pushed. It's not, I don't think it's going to be pushed. If, if anything, like I said, Clippers win tonight and then Suns wrap it up back in L.A. Quite possible. Two-point game. Oh, shoot. Before we go, let me just check on this here lightning game. You want to start giving everybody the uh, what you who's it? And uh, what do you yeah. call it? No, I could definitely do it because you can never read it off, right? I could. Well, fuck you. Fuck <laughs> two zero, you piece of shit. Uh, I should definitely like write it for you. No, so I'm that's kidding. in the corner. I'm just waiting for you to give me my line so I can do it. All right. Well, I think we've touched enough subjects for this evening because we are quite anxious to get back in front of the screens and watch hockey and basketball playoffs and uh, a little bit of baseball for me. But um, TV, please take us home. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Esterbro TV Podcast, episode 30. It's TV alongside Esterbro. Uh, Hugh shall not be named. We miss you. Uh, travel safely. We'll see you soon. You guys can follow the podcast at Esterbro TV Pod on Instagram, at ETV underscore pod on Twitter. And yeah, join the conversation. Um, make sure to go on the Facebook group and send Jaime your condolences about his Clippers. They tried their little hearts out, but they just they couldn't do it. Paralyzed uh, Jaime. <laughs> yep. And uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. And uh, yeah, everybody enjoy your 4th of July weekend. Stay wait, safe. Wait, 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 wait. We're doing an episode? Wait, are we? Oh, man. I mean, even if, whether we're doing an episode next... Okay, so, so Esbro wants to take 4th of July weekend off. We haven't decided yet. 
We're probably going to do it off, but either way, we're not going to talk to you until after July 4th. So happy July 4th. Enjoy I your weekend. I feel like we're going to want to talk about it. <laughs>